Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of a Lucid Life podcast. Just a couple of things that I wanted to get out of the way. If you have any questions that you would like to ask me or any of my future guests, uh, you can feel free to email me at a lucidlifepodcast at gmail.com. I will be sure to answer any questions you have either about my experiences or my future guest experiences. Really look forward to any future things that come my way. I was planning to release uh, my episode that I recorded with Ian Jaded, who is a published author, a very experienced lucid dreamer, uh, someone who's very experienced with astral projection and psychedelics. Um, but unfortunately, I had a bunch of other things that I had to get out of the way first uh, in terms of editing content, uh, mostly for my gaming channel on YouTube, No Spoilers Gamer. So that kind of took priority first. So uh, that episode with Ian will actually be coming out in April. I'm not sure exactly the date, but within the next 30 days is probably when you should see that. So uh, with that being said, this episode is going to be a little different than the others. Uh, it's actually going to be a callback to the very first episode of this podcast, which was just me. So episode zero. Uh, going into what is a lucid life or it was just me talking. That's what we're doing. Uh, so today I'm thinking that we're going to actually be going back in time a bit and I'm going to share with you some of the lucid dreams that I've had over my history. So um, I actually went back. I have several journals of stuff that I have written out and I also have a bunch of stuff that I've recorded on audio that I've yet to write out. So this I plan to do as an ongoing series where I will just be going in depth with some of the lucid dreams and lucid experiences that I've had over the years. So I actually went back and I have a list of lucid dreams that I had had, but never actually wrote down or recorded. Um, but they were vivid enough to me that I actually remembered what they were. And when I got my second dream journal, uh, I actually wrote what they were out. So it looks like before, before 2012, I had had at least 10 lucid dreams. So my first one I've talked about on the podcast before, very briefly, but really, really because uh, it, <laughs> like, I really don't remember all too much of it except for how it ended. Uh, and it was the one that ended with colors spinning around me. So it literally, whatever happened in the lucid experience ended with me becoming lucid. And the moment I became lucid, the entire dream world around me just started to rotate like a vortex and it became just this whirling vortex of every color imaginable and it was one of the most beautiful things that I can ever recall experiencing in terms of visually um so that was my very first one that I'd ever had and that was sometime in 2008 and I can remember it was in 2008 specifically because the next day I talked to my then well my then girlfriend my now ex-girlfriend uh, in the parking lot of our job. So that was the first one. The second one that I wrote down on this list was uh, one where I became lucid and I was walking in the neighborhood by this church that was by my old house and there were these just tornadoes everywhere. So just walking around the street and there's these fucking tornadoes going all over the place. The third one was me having sex with this girl from high school who I had a very intricate relationship with. Um, we ended up having, I became lucid and we had sex. There was this one where I was at an outdoor basketball court near my house and I became lucid and I had the intention of wanting to see a T-Rex. So I said, when I turn around, I want there to be a T-Rex. So I turn around and sure enough, there's a T-Rex. <laughs> it starts like chasing after me, like running at me. And I had, I guess, the presence of mind in that moment. And, you know, I guess I was 
probably pretty scared. I don't really remember being scared, but what I did next was I ended up flying, and the way that I flew was kind of like how Iron Man does, where he just shoots energy, like he just shoots flames or whatever he does out of the palm of his hands. So I sort of did that, and I started flying up off the ground, and the T-Rex is just like on the ground roaring at me, and I'm just flying up and flying up. So from the tornado one to that one and this next one, those were in 2011. So it was quite a gap from that first one to the to when I started actually having more of them. And that kind of coincides with when I got clean from meth and actually started practicing lucid dreaming. So number five on this list was roller coaster jumping through glass windows. So I don't I I can kind of remember this in my head. I remember it being nighttime and me being on like those metal type of roller coasters, but the ones you would find on wooden actual tracks you know so the ones that are like really rough to actually be on i remember going through these things and they're like launching off the tracks and breaking through these glass windows that keep appearing everywhere yeah that's really what i remember from that one and this is going into 2012 now and this is one where all i really remember is asking what are the seven realms slash worlds and this is going into this book by this author i believe his name was Dwayne hepner he was actually the neighbor of my first, really my only sponsor, uh, when I was still in Narcotics Anonymous, again, after I got clean from meth. So he was the neighbor of my sponsor, and apparently he was a big lucid dreamer, and he wrote these books, these series of books, Uh, I think one of them was called The Real, or something, and it essentially talked about, like, uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but in it, he was, I remember him talking about, like, that there's multiple realms of reality or something and that we're in this incarnation until we learn these lessons and if we don't learn them then we come back or fucking he the way that he described it was it it seemed much darker than that but I couldn't really get past some of the grammar mistakes that I noticed in the book and there was quite a few of them um so for me it kind of it kind of went a different direction at that point in terms of my belief but I remember being really obsessed and being really scared for a while about what he was writing and the reason I was scared was because it was so against every every experience that I'd personally had while lucid um like all the lucid experiences that I'd had were really positive and really uplifting and really beautiful and the way that he was describing reality just seemed to kind of go against all of that um so take take it for what it is uh look into it if you want to his name like I said I believe was Dwayne Hepner uh, and he's got like a series of books. I remember one of the one of the people apparently that he I remember this was Rebazar Tars. Uh, so if you have any interest in checking out his shit and seeing like he wrote some interesting stuff, it's just I don't really based on and this is again in 2012. So from there till now, I'm even more convinced that I don't really buy into it into the stuff he was selling. But it, you know, you you figure it out for yourself. But that was uh that was number. Six six on this list and then there were there was one where I just became lucid and I one of my intentions at that time was wanting to see earth from space and I just became lucid and asked that but then I woke up immediately uh there was one where I became lucid and this this is the one and only time that this has actually happened to me I became lucid and I don't really remember what was going on in the in the experience and I fucking didn't write it down in great detail but what ended up happening is my left eye on my physical body opened up by itself for some reason so my left eye is open and I'm able to see and I I sleep face down so I'm able to see my bed 
or my pillow or whatever the fuck. And in my right eye, it's still closed and I'm still seeing what's going on in the dream, in the lucid dream. And I remember experiencing this and I couldn't really figure out <laughs> like how to close my left eye or how to move. And I was like in sleep paralysis at the time too. So my body physically couldn't move. But eventually my other eye opened up and, you know, I was out of the lucid experience. And then there was one where apparently I fired an energy blast and that was like the first time I'd ever been able to do that. That was on 8-14-12, according to this. And then the 10th one, which was in sometime in 2010. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this actually occurred the night before I went to a shooting. It wasn't actually a shooting range. It was somewhere out in the fucking woods uh, with these people I used to work at at this pizza shop who I was friends with. The night before that this happened, I had a lucid experience where I'm in this gymnasium, this basketball gymnasium, and I have a basketball, and I just, I'm like on the far side of the basket that I'm facing, and I just hurl the basketball, and it just goes right into the net, like Steph Curry status, but just one-handed. I just fucking tossed it like a miracle, and it goes in. And when it goes in, all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, how'd that go in? And I realize I'm lucid. And I remember there was this guy that was there, and he starts, like, walking with me. And I remember him, like, escorting me. And we're, like, walking we're walking, we're walking, and there's, like, these escalators that appear, and we start going down these escalators, <clears throat> and as we're going down these escalators, I can see the, there's, like, a shift in terms of, like, the color scheme, and I remember the color scheme all of a sudden, like, turning kind of, like, red or some shit, and I remember not being able to, like, leave, like, I remember wanting to leave, but not really being able to leave for whatever reason, and I remember being scared, and then I woke up, <clears throat> and how I internalized it at that time was that, I was like not on a good path and I was um I wasn't really on a good path and I was probably going down a bad direction in terms of uh where I needed to be spiritually I'll say. I don't really remember the context of like I don't have the exact date in 2010 but I can tell you that I didn't get clean from from meth until August 20th, 2010. So it could have been any time before that or it could have been, you know, sometime after where I was still figuring certain things out in terms of being clean, but those are the first 10 lucid dreams that I had that I never recorded. And now we're going to go into stuff that I did record. So, okay, so this one happened on 1-22-2011. It says this is my 12th lucid dream. Uh, but apparently there was an 11th one that happened before this one. And the reason I know that is because it says, became lucid for the first time since the tidal wave dream, I think. So yeah, I don't really remember what the tidal wave one was. I have visuals in my head of and this is something that's been a, a recurring thing for me uh over the years is massive like thousand foot waves appearing and i can see it pretty clearly in my mind but i don't really remember the context of what else be happened besides that so and i also remember a uh, kind of specific dream involving tidal waves and like driving through a city while they, while it was happening and being protected by buildings as the waves crashed, but I don't remember being lucid in that, so I don't know if that's the thing that I was referring to at this point. So going back to this one, I was driving the Altima towards Charles Chicken at night, and as I pull up to the front, I realize no one is inside. The next thing I know is I'm suddenly in the back of the store where the kitchen sinks were, but I'm still in the car. Then I start to drive through the double doors that should lead me to the front of the store, but as I go through them, I suddenly am back in the kitchen again. It was at this point when I said or realized that this couldn't have happened in real life and that I must be dreaming. I immediately wasn't in the car anymore and said out loud, 
I want to have powers, thinking of DBZ, Dragon Ball Z, in my head. I put my hands together and started to hear energy being formed in my hands, and I could feel it pulsating through my body. But... As this was happening, I started also hearing South Park all around me, and realized it was still playing in my room while I was sleeping. I suddenly couldn't move, and began falling backwards through the floor, being surrounded by blackness, and then woke up. So yeah, I can actually remember this one pretty specifically, because, you know, <laughs> this, this is like, I, this one was titled Breakthrough, uh, this was really the first time that I was able to semi-do what I wanted after I'd become lucid. So, it was pretty exciting times. This one happened on 2-4-2011. So, this one is titled Second Lucid Dream uh, and Fucking BDR. And BDR was somebody that uh, I knew in high school, but it wasn't until actually after high school that we... Friends with benefits, I'll say. So, I found myself trapped on a bridge or a small piece of a bridge... That was overlooking traffic below. It was nighttime. The majority of the cars were semis, but like overly massive ones. I had no way of being able to safely get down, and the only thing I could think of was if I could maybe jump onto one with a passing semi's roof, I might be okay. Well, I was getting ready to jump when I second-guessed myself on being able to make the attempt, and I tried to pull myself back, but it was too late. I started to lose my balance and was about to fall when the thought came to me that this is the weirdest situation to find myself in, and I never would be doing this normally. I realized at that moment I was dreaming and suddenly regained my balance. From that point, I had no fear and started hanging from the bridge. I was as light as a feather. I worked my way down like a chimp or orangutan till I hit the ground. I can remember that vi like vividly. Just literally fucking just going back and forth. <laughs> Climbing my way down. Uh... Like, on the side of this, I don't even know how to describe it, just this, this fucking, like, overpass sort of deal. Um, but I can remember that part vividly. Until I hit the ground and realized I was barefoot. I said, boy, it'd be great to have some shoes on right now. And I remember, like, pointing down at my, my bare feet and hoping that something might happen, but nothing. I said, fuck it, and walked inside this mall that was, that was next to me. And I started walking past this store when I heard somebody yell out, Pat Hyde. I look over and saw BDR and some other girl. Long story short, I went over to her and started taking off her clothes, and she started asking me why I'm taking off her clothes right now. And I said, because this is a dream, and I want to. So I did. I started eating her out, and uh, then we started to 69 for a while, and I woke up. Um, so it's a little, little graphic, but, you know, <laughs> I'm assuming that everybody that's listening to me is, uh, you know, of sound mind and body. Yeah, I, I probably should have. I said that this one gets a little sexual, so <laughs> I should, for the next ones, I'll, I'll put a little a little warning ahead of that. And actually, that little warning is going to come right now, um, but this one is much more, yeah, much, much less uh, detailed in terms of what happened in that particular area. But this happened on 4-11-11, and it's called Black Cloud Invasion. So I was outside my house with my mom. And we were talking about how the weather back in Chicago was supposed to get bad. These strange black clouds appeared and looked strangely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ten, uh, ten years ago, I wasn't the best writer, apparently. These strange black clouds appeared and looked strangely. Okay, Patrick. The black clouds were actually ships transporting something to us. When they dropped down, they revealed that different creatures were there to attack me but they couldn't until they heard my name said. Someone said it, and they ran to attack me, but that's where I realized I was dreaming. I tried to do DBZ attacks on my attackers, which worked a little. They weren't as destructive as I hoped them to be. 
I then defeated them all and had sex with a woman and woke up. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember any other details about uh, that. But that's that's a recurring theme right now in this era of my life was uh, was sex. Obviously, that was one of the big motivate. That and superpowers were a big motivator for why I got into this stuff. So all right, and this one will actually be the last one that I read for this episode of the podcast. Um, but this one was 3.26.12, and it's titled More Clarity. Uh, and this one was actually, like, uh, this one was actually another pretty big breakthrough for me. So, uh, I did it. I became lucid again and attempted to control the dream. It started out me being at quote-unquote home, only it wasn't my house. It was a huge mansion-like house. I was in the kitchen making or eating some awesome food. After I ate, I'd started to brush my teeth. I'm now outside at night, still brushing my teeth, only now it's, it isn't my house, it's Kaylee's, and I'm like house-sitting for her. I continue going back and forth between being in the house, brushing my teeth, and being outside, walking down the step pathway in the front of the house. I'm still brushing my teeth as this older Asian man appears, Kaylee's dad, question mark, and walks towards me. He made brief eye contact with me as he passed, heading towards the house. I turned around and see him now walking in the house, closing the door and then locking it. I'm standing outside dumbfounded because I thought I was house-sitting, quote-unquote, for Kaylee. Now, I walk up to the house window and see him in some on some kind of computer watching a like cartoon version of the dream world on the screen. I get it in my head that it's like a security camera, so I decide to leave. I start to turn around, still watching the screen, and see the cartoon version of me turning around as well. Prior to this, I want to say I was in like a bathrobe, and I have in parentheses getting ready for bed, i.e. brushing my teeth, but I now am in street clothes. Once I turned around, I no longer was facing the step walkway towards the street. I was on the curb at the street facing my car. I start walking around the car and look back towards the quote-unquote house, which is now a huge fountain filled with big ducks. It's also now daytime. Uh, an alarm goes off. The Asian guy pressed a button to make the security alarm ring. And as it went off, the ducks, quote-unquote, all rose out of the water. And they were actually like robot security. <laughs> That's right. They were like robot security ducks. They started all walking in my direction, to which I thought, oh shit. I open the car door, sit down with my left leg still outside. I look at the quote-unquote ducks one last time. I remember, and this is just me remembering it now, but I remember them having like red eyes, like red robotic eyes. I look at the ducks one last time and see they're right on me. I attempt to bring my left leg into the car, but cannot. I was now wearing one of my weights, the blue ones, but my leg was impossible to lift up. So this is just a little context. Back in the day, I used to wear uh, ankle weights all the time. I wanted to be kind of like Goku, and I figured that me wearing leg weights all the time would make my leg stronger. And, you know, there's a little bit of science behind it, but overall, I think it does it doesn't do as much as you would expect it to do or hope it would do. But I wore them so often uh, during this this period of my life that it actually appeared in my lucid dream here. So that was interesting. So I had like blue ones and black ones and the black ones could go up to like eight pounds. And I wore those a lot too. But the ones in this lucid dream were the blue ones. So those would be like two and a half pounds. But my legs were impossible to lift up. The ducks made their way around the car as I continued to struggle until I finally thought to myself... This is such a weird situation. That's when it dawned on me. This is a dream. Instantly, everything zoomed into me, and the clarity intensified infinitely as I became lucid. I was no longer outside in my car. I was now in some kind of church, and it was very dark. 
I stepped out of my car and thought to myself, I did it. It was getting somewhat foggy again, so I looked up at the ceiling and yelled, more clarity. It worked for a second, then foggy again. I tried a couple more times to no real avail. I decided to change my setting. I imagined any kind of door being behind me, and I heard this harp-like music play as I thought it along with this strange sensation. I turned around and there, in fact, was a door. Not in the middle of the room, but at the end of the hall. I began to walk towards it as the dream, as a dream character appeared. A black guy in a tuxedo. At this point, I really got the sense that I was losing the dream, so I started spinning around. That also worked momentarily, but I had been looking around as I did it, and not just focusing solely on spinning. The quote-unquote church was now lit up, though, so it did change to a degree. I'd stopped spinning and instead tried fighting the dream character, but quickly lost my lucidity. Uh, yeah, so that, that was a, a big moment in my lucid journey was, um, one, at that time, I think that was actually the longest lucid dream that I'd ever had up to that point. And the fact that I was able to kind of bring the lucidity back when it was, um, when it was losing itself or when I was losing my focus was a big milestone for me at that time. I think a lot of people that are listening, especially if you're new, can relate to the being uber excited in the new environment that you're in, which is lucid dreaming, right? Especially if this is something that you just discovered was a thing that is possible, which at that period of my life, I'd only known about it a few years and only had limited exposure to it. So I get that completely. So yeah, this that's going to be it for this episode, but I definitely enjoy going back and uh, reliving some of those previous eras of, of lucid dreams. So yeah, this will definitely be an ongoing thing, but that's uh, that's about all all that I have the energy for for this volume one edition of of Patrick's solo lucid dream adventures. So uh, as we continue with that down the road, I will definitely share more of the lucid dreams that I've had. And as time goes on and as the numbers go up, you will definitely see that the experiences get more crazy. Uh, my abilities become more heightened and uh, the lessons become deeper for sure. But that being said, I want to remind you guys that in the next month, I plan to release the next episode of the podcast with my guest, Ian Jaded, who who is a published author. He's written two books. Uh, he's very experienced with lucid dreaming, astral projection, psychedelics, uh, and he was a he's a very funny guy. So I look forward to having that uh, released in the next month. So stay tuned for that. And again, if you have any questions that you would like to ask me or my future guests, uh, feel free to email me at a lucid life podcast at gmail.com. If you have any interest in checking out any other content that I have in the universe, uh, you can check out No Spoilers Gamer on YouTube. It's a uh, it's my gaming channel where I legit just play games I know nothing about and I bring my comedy with it. So feel free to check that out. I have a Patreon where you can get the video version of the podcast episodes as well as early, early access to everything I do creatively on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash no spoilers lucid life. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is me saying see ya.